What's up, then, listeners? Welcome to another episode of the Midge and the Keg NFL podcast. Host as usual, Billy. Alongside me, co-host Jimbo. Hello, everyone. How's it going? Awesome, guys. Let's get to it. Super Bowl review. So, hope everyone enjoyed the game. Obviously, it depends what side obviously you were following. Uh, <laughs> I can tell, well, I can speak on behalf that I was very disappointed. Just in the fact that, yes, I didn't want the Buccaneers to win. And I didn't want the whole... People know, you know, we're not going to get into it. I didn't want the Bucs to win. So, it just got to that point. But, at the end of the day, the Buccaneers... Credit where credit's due, I'm trying to point out, Jimbo. They absolutely nailed the game plan to a T. And it wasn't even close. Let's be honest. This game was not close from the start. No, I mean, they, you know, the Bucks defence just didn't give Mahomes a second, did they? He was just running backwards the whole time. It was just a, a remarkable performance from the Bucks. I think the stat was 470 yards, was it? I think it was like 400. It was it was just under 500 yards. Try to evade pressure. Ran in yardage to uh, yeah yeah to, from escaping from pressure and also that included the three sacks that, that uh, got given up as well. When you think yeah about, obviously the <laughs> the line insane. didn't help. You know they were missing yeah. a left tackle. They're missing the right missing tackle. Missing both tackles. Yeah, you know, that, that, that's I, I think thing. it showed that Mahomes didn't trust his line. Yeah, I think it's a little bit difficult. I to think, a certain extent, you know. I think a little bit. I think the main thing you have to take into account, look, you've got Jason Pierre-Paul and Shaq Barrett, two of, arguably two of the best, uh, the best duo, sorry, of the league of the year. You know, you've got to include them in terms of what they did this year for this Bucks defence to getting pressure on the quarterback, getting the sacks, getting forced fumbles and turnovers here and there. They are a great duo. And when you're putting in your backups, like, yes, I get the whole saying next man up type situation and I get that they should be good enough but there's a reason why you start your starters because they're the best option for you and when you haven't got Eric Fisher who you know he told his Achilles you know that was a big a lot of your big loss and obviously Brent was on the other side and it's just a case of where I think the Bucks were, were licking their chops as such because and, and it worked out at the end of the day I mean they held the Kansas to nine points I think yeah. this is the first time I've actually seen Kansas not score a touchdown. I'm not even joking. I, I can't remember the last time with Mahomes as a starter not scoring a touchdown at all. I, I can't recall any any other time. That's how good this, yeah. this defence was. I think a lot of credit's got to go to Todd Bowles, how he set up this, this Bucks defence, the game plan they had. You know, they knew where the weak, weakness was in, in the Chiefs' offence. And they... Massively. But the coverage is great. That they, yeah. they held Hill and Kelsey in, you know, you've got to remember that as well. As much as we, we spoke about it during the game whilst we were watching it, the fact that yes, they're getting pressure, they're putting you know, they're putting Mahomes on the back foot, but their coverage downfield on their two main threats, which is Travis Kelsey and Tyreek Hill, was outstanding. Like they had we, we mentioned this in the pre in the pregame and the preview, sorry, that the secondary isn't to be sniffed at. You've got guys like Anton Winfield Jr., who was a defensive rookie of the year candidate. He's been outstanding. He actually done the uh I'm sorry to get into it now when he uh 
Apparently in week, uh, I can't remember exactly what week it was, but they obviously played Kansas City and and lost uh, by three points. Do you remember? I think obviously they they that was yeah. I think that was when Tyreek got two hundred yards in the first quarter. Was it something something stupid? Like it was something like that, or near yeah. Hunter, whatever it was. And um, and as we know, Cheetah likes to put up the peace sign, as he loves doing, just to taunt the players. And I, and I must admit, it's my favourite part of the game, where I think Anton Winfield Jr. was waiting for it all game to like do one over him. Bear in mind, the Bucks were winning. I think it must have been like thirty-one nine at the time, or something like that. Yeah. They were winning by those. And well, he, it was, and it was it, deep in the fourth quarter, so yeah. Well, deep in the was, fourth, game was won. Yeah. And he, I think he must have beat him up, not batted the ball down, but just literally showed him the peace sign. And that was one of my favourite moments. I did quite like that. It was quite funny. Um, but, you know, th- th- they got the one up on them. That secondary is good, what I'm trying to get at. You know, you've got Sean McAbunson. There, there's some good players in that team, um, in the secondary. You've got to remember, it's not just the linebackers of David and Devin White. That defence is scary. There are some, there's, it's just been outstanding. And, Credit where credit's due, as much as, you know, they've had this run. I think the stats were, since that loss to Kansas City, they won every single game. They won eight well, games Since the bye week. Since the bye week, yeah. So they've lost, won every game. Lost, yeah, exactly. And, and you just think of that, it's just incredible. So that's their last loss was to Kansas City in the regular season. So you look at that and how they've responded it is outstanding. And, and, and as much as I said, well, I mean, credit where credit's due, Tampa done done the job um, on defence. I'm not just going to say it was defence, but I think we need to show the defence some love. This is why we're talking about the defence a lot more because, yes, Tom Brady's Tom Brady. We're going to get to him in a second. But this defence, absolutely hats off. Well, they they held the Patrick Mahomes-led offence to nine points. So they clearly were extremely impressive. We touched upon it in the preview. They were the team that went into the game with the most momentum. And it really showed from from the from kickoff. It showed that they had more momentum. But they never really looked like losing. No, never. They never I really mean, gave the Chiefs a yard. The only time where it looked tight, I mean, there was a point where the, the so we'll go sort of briefly through the quarter. So they exchanged possessions. I think both teams had a bit of a jittery start, should we say, just to sort of get into the game. And then there was a point where the Bucks were they went for it on fourth and goal uh, to punch it in. And I think a lot of people were questioning it because I think we, I think you even said, you said, I can't believe they're not putting four net in rather than Ronald Jones to, to bulldoze yeah. that one, yard, one on the one-yard line. Um, Tyron Matthew kind of a cracking play and, and stopped him at the goal line. And that's where you thought it could have changed. It's like, okay, the Chiefs got a chance here. It's gained some momentum. That's a great stop. Yeah. And it just never looked like that. The pressure was still there. And, and, and just sort of since that play, it never changed. The, the, the relentlessness never changed for the defence. And, and and we have to talk yeah. about. Sorry, go on. Yeah, no, I was just just going on that on the when with the stop on the one yard line. They made the play to Tyreek Hill on the play after that as well. They got fifteen yards. They gave himself a bit of breathing room, and you think that is Mahomes' chance there to actually move the offense and build up some sort of momentum and take the game back from the Bucks. And it just never never transpired. They just couldn't get the the offense moving quick enough. And um, I think and, and no you know, Clyde, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire actually had one of his better games that, he's, that I've seen him have recently. He's, he's been okay this season as a rookie, but he actually did get a, some sort of run game for him. Yeah, uh, considering he was injured um, for most of the playoffs, I think he played a couple of snaps or a few snaps in the end of the Buffalo game in the championship game. 
Uh, didn't play a hell of a lot. So, you know, and, you know, he's a nice piece for them. He's going to be there a while. So, you know, at least the Chiefs can rely on that. But, yeah, I think at the end of the day, and it's no disrespect to Kansas City's defence. I'm not saying they were absolutely terrible. But the fact is that, and I said this as much as I didn't want them to win, said it for quite a few episodes now of Jimbo, that this offence yeah. is, is the, it, it just, it's just the best and they've proven it. I mean, Tom Brady, I mean, look, can we just... Whatever you want to tell about him, I think that you know you get in sports, right? What what's this space? All right, I've got a good thing coming up, people. Right, <laughs> so in sports, right, it could be anyone, anything. Right, people. Let's be honest, people don't like winners, and that sounds silly, but it's not. It's very true. Like unless you're supporting that team, you know, you look at the you look at sports teams and pl- and players throughout the years. You know, you look at players like. Well, it's kind of say players look at teams. You know, you can look at football. You can you can look at a lot of sports around the world. I mean, why do you think people hate the Patriots? Because they won everything for a while with Tom Brady. Tom Brady was constantly winning everything, right? You've had that in the sport with everything else. Why do people say it? You know, you look at Man United's dominant years. You look at the dominant years for Man City in football. You look at things like that in sports, and people don't like winners at the top for so long. They want change. They want a nice variety, right? And that's very true because as a, as a fan, you want to watch and be entertained differently. You don't want the same team winning things again and again. It just takes something, a team or a player that's that special. I mean, I mean, I'll just put the stats out alone. You know, we've got to talk about it. He was the Super Bowl MVP. So he got 29, uh, 21 for 29, 201 yards and three scores. Now, to be fair, it's probably his <laughs> subpar MVP performance he's ever done. And he's won five of them. So when you look at it in that respect, he has just been outstanding. This is his seventh ring out of 10, uh, seventh win out of 10. Sorry, so he's got seven rings now. So can we please, uh, you know, we could have this argument for a few people, but can we put this argument to bed? Tom Brady is the greatest of all time to ever suit up in the American, in, in, sorry, in a in football helmet, because it's just name me someone else. I just can't. I'm I, I, I think it's, let's be honest. Why should we have this argument anymore? I mean, do you agree or not? <laughs> yeah, no, it, it's, it's plainly obvious for me. I mean, that stretch, you know, he's probably going to go in the hall of fame, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe, 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 right. I don't know. Maybe not first, ballot, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they put him I, in I, early. That's how I don't good think, he is. I don't think there really is any argument anymore, really, is there? You know, he's won it with two teams now. He's won the AFC, yeah. he's won the NFC. He's the first player to ever do that, by the way, as well. He's uh, won more Super Bowls than water. any any team, any franchise. Yeah. <laughs> I, that, I mean that, that just says it all, really, doesn't it? Look, we can't go massively into the thing of it. And, and, and like, think, he broke our hearts, but in that I game, think the MVP call. I do think the MVP call is, I don't know. I mean, he, he got 200 yards, not not great numbers, but he didn't turn the ball over, fair play, three touchdowns, and he was fairly solid moving the ball. But I do think there was a, you know, Rob Gronkowski, who I had 80 to one, so I obviously wanted him to win it, two touchdowns. <laughs> you were buzzing <laughs> but, when he scored them too. You were yeah. like, oh my God, the Jedi duo's back and I'm going to win <laughs> some money. But we for me, it probably should have gone on the defensive side of the ball because they've made Kansas City only put up nine points. They've not let them get a touchdown. I think the pressure that Shaq Barrett actually got on Mahomes, I mean, was it only one sack in the end? 
He got one sack in the end, but yeah. Only one sack, but the pressure that he actually put on Mahomes. And it, it, with a different quarterback in, it's probably four or five sacks. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I, I, um, I think the best tweet we saw, sorry to interrupt, but I can't remember yeah. the exact words for it, but it was something along the lines of, don't be wrong, something to do with the Kansas City offensive line, but <laughs> the fact that he said, I've, I've never seen six incomplete, the best six incompletions ever thrown. Yeah. Like, yeah. uh, he, is, he is so talented. And, and this is not going to be his last rodeo. Like, Mahomes is going to win more Super Bowls, for sure. You know, it's going to happen for that. But yeah, it, it, it's just... I agree, you know, with Shaq you know, Don't get me wrong. Brady was, was excellent and he done everything the offence needed to do. He didn't turn the ball over and he put up three touchdowns. He moved the ball. But for me, this game was won on the Bucks' defence more than anything. Massively. And we the can't Chiefs, argue that. That's why I praised him at the beginning. The Chiefs are more than capable of putting up more than 31 points to the Bucks put up. But this defence didn't allow them to do that. And I think Shaq Barrett was, was the true MVP yesterday. No, fair enough. I think uh, you could you could argue a couple of players on that defense. I think if someone was maybe cut short, because I think he had a terrific game as well, and he did score a touchdown as well on offense. Was uh, Leonard Fournette would have been a nice yeah. been a nice one for that one. Nearly got hundred yards on the ground. He got hundred over hundred total yards. But he 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 had a very good game. He 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 found the holes. He had some tough runs. Uh, he was very very good. So I think he was a good shout there. I mean, look, MVP. It's normally we had this conversation in the preview about it normally going to a quarterback, but yeah, there was some. There's definitely some arguments for some players for MVP, but like you said, ultimately, I reckon if you could have given it to a whole unit, hundred percent that Tampa Bay defense should have all deserved that Super Bowl MVP. They were all outstanding. Yeah, I mean, looking for the looking at them going forward, they they uh, Shaq Barrett and Levante David are running out of contract this year. They have got enough space to sort of renew them but it's going to leave them very limited on what else they can do in free agency. If they can keep this defence together and re-sign both players, which I think they will, this team going forward could actually be massive challenges next year. Do you actually make them favourites now over the Chiefs for the next year's Super Bowl, in your opinion? I think uh, I think you have to. I think they're both going to be favourites. I mean, I mean let's, let's be honest. I mean, people could, e- could easily point out bar injuries, bar anything badly going drastically wrong for both teams. These two should be in the, in the same situation next year. This should be the next Super Bowl. I, I, it's very clear that it could be that way. There's nothing else to really point out why it shouldn't be. There is obviously going to be contenders. That AFC is very, very deep. There are some good teams in that AFC conference. Um, yeah. NFC lacking a little bit, but there are, you know, this is it moving forward. I don't think you know. this is going to be the last Super Bowl we see with Mahomes and Brady. I really don't. It, and that could be a case for next year. But yeah, the Buccaneers are 100% the favourites. And like you said, if they spend their cap, uh, I don't think they've got a massive amount this year, but like you say, if they retain Shaq Barrett and also Levante David, which are two key pieces on that defence, Tampa aren't going anywhere. They're going to have Tom Brady for at least another year. I reckon if he does well next year with possibly another Super Bowl appearance, he'll sign another extension because that's how the team can go in. So... Certainly, if I Tampa, was Tampa are built right now, and that's scary. If I was, we got to us here. <laughs> if I was the general manager of Tampa Bay, I would be locking up all these contracts this year and actually have a real charge at it next year because while Tom Brady is still at his best, you you keep it, keep it you, going. You know, keep it going. Resign these players. Just looking at the betting now, they're actually nine to one best price, and Kansas City Chiefs favourites eleven to two. I can't see how there's that much discrepancy in the prices from what I saw yesterday. 
and what I've seen in this off season. Uh, sorry, this no. playoffs, you know, playoff run. No, I agree. I think that's um, yeah. So people, if you were, is that your betting tip for the year already? Well, I think on the, Tampa now. <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean, the NFC's got Good some chance. interesting teams next year. You know, the Rams are going to be very yeah, interesting with Stafford. Uh, the Packers are going to have another run at it with Rodgers, obviously. Uh, the 49ers, they had a lot of injuries this year. They're going to come back strong. But if you look in pure value basis, you know, Tampa Bay Buccaneers at 9-1 to compared to the Chiefs at 11-2. They've got enough cap to probably bring these players back. The Bucks for me all day long. Definitely so there. I'll agree with you there, Jimbo. 100%. So looking at it through there, people. So Tampa, congratulations. As much as it pains me to say it. Congratulations. Second Super Bowl title. Brady's got seven. He is the greatest of all time. I mean, there's no arguments anymore. I hope everyone enjoyed the game. Hopefully, it wasn't too out of everyone's reach. I, I, I did wish it was tighter. I'm not going to lie. I want to point out before we finish up, Jimbo. I, I, I yeah. wish it was a bit more entertaining. But yeah, other than that, congrats to the Bucks. This could be a same matchup next year. I do want to add, Bill, just before we finish. Two questions, really. I mean, what did you think of the half-time show? Yeah, well, I'm, I'm a bit pissed off with that. So, the weekend, if you ever listen to our podcast, which, you know, you never know. We're just going to find that out. Um, well, I know this whole, that's a, this whole COVID protocol, but every single bloody Super Bowl halftime appearance has, has a guest on, right? There's no one, right? Because my bet was... You know, this chance this just could go on for over half an hour because it has happened before, right? <laughs> but no, he decides to just do it on his own, which I was very pissed off about because that means you won certain bets on ours, which yeah, I'm it, sure you're going to... It helped me to a 6-3 six, six win, wasn't it, on the uh, Super Bowl bets overall? On the prop bets, it was, yes. So you can claim victory on that <laughs> one. So that will change next year. But yeah, I wasn't too impressed with the bloody weekend but yeah I don't think there's that much that much of a talking point I found it was quite funny they made some funny memes out of him to be fair I mean <laughs> they seem to sure do that with every half time show I'm not sure where, where the 20 million that it cost to actually produce that went but yeah same here I enough. think it's a little bit weirder <laughs> but yeah other than that the weekend I hope you don't do it again anyway um, <laughs> I'm glad you had to point that out Jimbo but uh, just yeah, before we go through the guys if you are, yeah, thank you. Obviously, like I say, we appreciate you guys, everyone, for listening. We are, we have got a lot of content planned. So our idea for the whole of the off-season, we're going to have a lot of episodes coming left, right and centre. Yes. We're not going to try and bombard you. I think that's what we're trying to pull out you, but there's going to be a lot of episodes that are going to be uh, produced and published because we're going to have an off-season of every single team. We're going to break down the anal- analysis, sorry, of their 2020 season. And, and moving forward straight into next season with the draft and the cap and et cetera and signings. We're going to be going through every single team and we're also going to have a guest for every single episode. So we're going to have a variety of guests on there. Hopefully, if you guys have been following podcasts, you might know a few of them. Keep an eye on our content on Instagram for that one and also on our Twitter feeds there. Keep an eye out as we've got some good guests lined up, haven't we, Jimbo? I mean, you're very, very yep. excited for this off-season. Looking forward to it. Uh, first one, we got, we got Colts up this week, haven't we, as our first first guest. Colts up first this week. That'd be um, good there with uh, Bring the Juice podcast. Yeah, that'd be looking forward to that one. And then we've got, I believe, the Chargers and the Browns plan for this week. Chargers and the Browns this week, yeah. So, 
There's going to be about three or four episodes a week, guys. So hopefully, if you're enjoying the content, you'll love listening to it. Yeah, it's going to be a me and the K going to be busy. All right. So hopefully, you guys have enjoyed it. Jimbo, thank you very much. And uh, cheers, guys. We'll catch you soon. Stay safe. Take care.